0: We talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Flip Side Podcast. We are back for week 11. Uh, it's the cover three uh, show where we pick three games against the spread that we really like this week that you, too, can bet on. But when this episode comes out, make sure you get to it fast because, as you know, Vegas lines are always moving, and um, you want to get these numbers. It's something like the NFL. You want to get numbers that are as favorable as possible whether it's a point a half point it can make a world of difference. We're joined by trouble with a snap podcast host Tyler Hayward. Um having a really really successful year. I uh, had a rough week last week 2 and 4, 1 and 2 uh individually both of us but um Tyler let's start with uh some news that doesn't involve the NFL that um affects your podcast. Uh, the news today that the Michigan state Maryland game has been canceled.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, that just means I don't have anything to do this weekend. So no, I mean, obviously, you know, we still cover U of M sports, but, and we'll talk about that, but (laughs) don't (laughs) just don't. Okay. Fine. We'll talk about the draft where Cassius Winston ended up, but look, I think that this is a, uh, look, it's something that's going to be prevalent. You you know, it's affecting everybody. Um, you know, it's not one of those things where, you know, it's just couch football that's having this issue. You know, Michigan high school sports are on hold for three weeks. Uh, you know, I've already had a game canceled. There's questions about, you know, my game on Monday, and I'm coaching middle school basketball. Like, it, you know, it's just one of those things, like, it hits everybody. Um, you know, not the disease itself, but it impacts a lot of what's going on. And, uh, you know, the only thing you do is adjust. And, um you know, luckily, we haven't had too many circumstances outside of what Tennessee did in the NFL. So, you know, we're still able to enjoy that. And, uh, you know, when you have the higher levels with more money, able to, you know, divvy out more for testing and allow more for a bubble type situation, you know, it's a lot more effective. And, you know, unfortunately, Maryland wasn't uh, in a situation where they can do that. I know their head coach, Mike Locksley, uh, actually just got diagnosed or tested positive or what have you the other day. And so, you know, that's gonna be another couple of weeks, Maryland's out. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, you know,
0: there's there's the 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 pro game is is very different. We're not seeing the cancellations anymore. And transitioning into the league that we are speaking of, the National Football League, I think it's absolutely beautiful that the NFL just has had enough of the Raiders shit. And uh yeah. they, you know, earlier this year they would have postponed or canceled their game this week against Kansas City because they had 11 guys go on the COVID list. But after John Gruden and the Raiders have been fined like a half a million dollars and lost a draft pick, the Raiders, the NFL's like, you know what? Play shorthanded. You don't want to listen. It is what it is. And now you're going against probably the best team in the National Football League, and you don't know who's playing. They have 11 defensive players on the list that need to test uh, up until Sunday to be able to play. So if you are looking for that spread, you may not be able to find it. Um, let's get this started, Tyler. What is your third uh, pick this week?
1: Well, I'm taking Cleveland minus three over Philly. Philly's got a banged up offensive line, and uh, Cleveland has Miles Garrett. <laughs> um, ultimately Carson Wentz. Uh, you know he ends up on his butt a lot. He's turned the ball over more than any other quarterback in the league. Um, I think the combination of the offensive line, Miles Garrett, and uh, that Cleveland defense is enough to, uh, slow it down. The you uh, also factor in, uh, Nick Chubb's return. He allows you to run the ball a little bit more, which means you limit the times Baker Mayfield throws it. And look, I know number one, like these top picks are all meant to, uh, you know, be game breakers and everything else. Be that next. Well, Patrick Mahomes type player. Um, That's not going to be the case with him. He's going to be a game manager, and I think that actually is a role that suits him quite well in the NFL, and that's what Cleveland's starting to revert to. So, you know, it makes that field goal a little scary, but at the same time, I don't – if the Eagles put up points, um, you know, there's – if they get in position to put up points, rather, you know, there's not any guarantee that they're going to be able to finish with – how aggressive uh, Cleveland's uh, pass rush is, and so that's why I like the Browns.
0: Yeah, and you know the 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 biggest matchup, like like I told you previously, like it, when when you first told me this one, I thought there's no way I would take this game because, as you know, I like Carson Wentz, and I I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy, and that's not anything personally on them. Obviously, I don't know them, but uh, I, I well, those
1: progressive commercials are kind of dude.
0: No? Yeah, and I you know I I. I just think Carson Wentz, talent-wise, compared to Baker Mayfield, is different, and yeah. the and it's obvious here what's what's happening. Baker Mayfield, uh, Stefanski, for a first-year coach, he he knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, this is a perfect job for him. He's a run-heavy guy, and that's exactly what Cleveland needed, because Baker Mayfield is not. You don't want Baker Mayfield playing from behind and making the big plays. So what they have is they have a lot of weapons, a good offensive line and a great run game, especially with Nick Chubb back. And what you have on the other side is exactly the opposite, much like we see in Seattle, but not to that extent, but you've got a a quarterback in Cleveland that doesn't have to do everything. And they're winning games with playing it safe. And on the other side, you've got a quarterback that his team's so decimated with injuries that he's literally trying to win every game by himself. And um, the biggest edge in this game is, is glaring. I mean, the, the league leader in sacks is miles Garrett at nine and a half. He's he's has an astronomical number of quarterback pressures and the most sacked quarterback in the NFL is Carson Wentz. And that tells you everything you need to know. And miles Garrett is backed up by Denzel Ward. Who's having a great year. And uh yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, if they, they need to get a touchdown or two lead going into the fourth quarter and this game's over because, um, I, don't, I think Carson Wentz will have to try to do too much and that defense is too good and a mistake will happen and this game will be iced. Uh, my, I, I'm excited for much like tonight's game that we're not going to talk about because when this comes out, it'll be over, and it just started as of right now. But um, that game is going to be exciting to watch because of two quarterbacks. This game uh, has two of my favorite running backs to watch. I, I love Miles Sanders. I love Nick Chubb, and I'm excited to watch this one. Um my my third pick, I'm going I'm going back to the well after a rough week. I'm going to the Miami Dolphins, minus three at Denver. As of right now, I don't know what if Drew Locke is going to be a full go, if he's gonna play at all. Um Rib injury. I, I don't think I don't think it matters. Uh this Miami Dolphins team is loaded. And that's what happens. We see it in baseball, the San Diego Padres. Look, you suck for a decade, you get enough draft picks, you're really good. So uh, what we've seen, they're lead against the run. They have maybe the best secondary between Bobby McCain, Xavier Howard, and Byron Jones. Uh, they get to the quarterback. Their run stopping is tops in the league. But the thing that sticks out to me, I mean, they've, they've played hard last year. Uh, you could see it, it with first-year coach Brian Flores. They played hard and uh, harder than a team that looked like they were tanking record-wise that I've ever seen. But when you think about the dysfunctional organizations in football, you think about – the Lions, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Giants, um, Cleveland, Cincinnati, all these, and if and the Dolphins. But when you think of those other teams, you hear uh, infighting and dysfunction in the locker rooms. And, uh, I mean, with Cleveland, you've got the Diva receivers and the Freddie Kitchens thing, and obviously Adam Gase for the Jets. And this week, the Giants had arguing between coaches. Um, the Lions, nobody likes playing for Matt Patricia. There's... There's, I mean, Washington with their ownership and everything, their sexual harassment and everything going on. But you don't hear that from the Dolphins. And that goes to Brian Flores. That goes
1: to ownership. This team loves each other. Well, here's the thing, too. Let me add on to that. You don't hear that about Brian Flores. And you talked about that infighting and everything else. The fact that he was able to make a quarterback change. Yeah. And Fitzpatrick, look, he wasn't playing all that bad. Um, You know, he had a couple turnovers here and there, but – you know that's what you get for uh, you know one of those fringe starters when you make a quarterback change for a guy as likable as Ryan Fitzpatrick and as well respected in the locker room and was playing as well as he was cuz like I said he wasn't playing bad no. wasn't playing great either but when you're able to make that change and you don't hear anything from the players yeah that that says something about it yeah
0: and i mean you you saw the um they, this team they, they played so hard for flores last year and then this year they're playing hard again they were three and three or something they changed quarterbacks and coming into a bye week and not only is Tua a 63 with five touchdowns no interceptions and 104 quarterback rating but this team's playing even harder like this team believes that they belong this year and they believe that they can make a run at this division and if you're not paying attention They're a game out of first place, and this week they're going to take one step closer. So uh, I like the Dolphins minus three at Denver.
1: Oh, I I love that pick, and I know you asked uh, me first this morning about uh, who I would take, and I was looking at that game, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this one to Nate because I know he's going to want it, and so you know you're welcome. (laughs) And look, I I love it too, uh, I mean, especially with uh, Drew Locke's availability up in the air. Um, you know, I think this is an easy win for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um why don't you go ahead with your uh, second pick? Number two, I'm taking Carolina minus one and a half against Detroit. Right. Mostly because Detroit pissed me off last week. <laughs> and uh, couldn't get it done uh, against, uh, you know, two and 7 Washington team. And well, this is just a situation where, you know, based upon usage and how he's used and everything else, uh, Davis is as is not as efficient as McCaffrey oh. but he's still not as efficient <laughs> but he still is putting up incredible numbers so <laughs> he was a little bit off last week and uh, th- like overall this team is just better you know they've got a Carolina's got a better defensive line uh, that's going to put some pressure on Stafford I know Kenny Galladay's coming back but Stafford's got a beat up throwing hand and uh the last time I saw Stafford with a bad throwing hand he pissed away a two-game lead with three games left in the division mm-hmm. and so I think that this is a situation where uh look with Stafford being unable to get the ball to they obviously he'll still get his to an extent um I and uh you know you, you've got a good defensive line in Carolina that's going to also pressure Stafford and uh you throw in uh, Anderson's got the ability to get the deep ball. Detroit's defense is complete trash. Um, you know Davis is still going to get his. Um, yeah, this is Carolina all the way.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't touch Lions games. Uh, I think you might be right about Stafford. If if he comes out, if he comes out barehanded, uh, I feel pretty good. If he comes out with that, yeah. If he comes out with that glove. I'm worried, but speaking of gloves, uh, if you are a fantasy player or a survivor league fantasy player and you have not used Teddy Bridgewater yet, uh, now's the time because if think, Get
1: those points, yeah,
0: because as, as a lifetime Lions fan, I have seen contracts max contracts be made out of quarterbacks after playing the Lions, um, Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn, yeah, <laughs> Case Keenum. Completed 19 straight passes and was a relevant quarterback for like two years after that because of that. Uh, well, last...
1: Alex Smith hasn't played for two freaking years and could have possibly died because the infection of his leg comes out, goes, yeah. what, 38 of 55 and almost, how many yards did he throw for? It? Like three. Ninety?
0: Not enough. (laughs) As a Lions fan. Not a not a spread guy, but as a Lions fan, he didn't throw for enough. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, every everybody that you think is a backup or bridge or past their prime, they are probably gonna have the best game of their life against Detroit.
1: And look, Bridgewater is efficient anyways. doesn't matter who he's going against. Yeah. So, But I
0: have watched Carolina a few times this year. I love the rookie safety, Jeremy Chin. <laughs> I love Brian Burns as a draft pick last year, and he's finally coming around. I love Derek Brown. But Kenny Galladay coming back. Uh, this secondary as a whole for Carolina is not very good. So I don't, I don't love their ability to hold on to a lead with Stafford and Galladay healthy. Uh, it looks like the Lions figured out that DeAndre Swift was their guy finally. Um, but, that took long enough. yeah, there, there's a lot of weapons in Carolina, even without McCaffrey. Uh, Matt Rule's doing a good job. Joe Brady's outstanding. I said at the beginning of the year, that guy's going to make Carolina relevant. Um, yeah, this this one's a flip for me. I don't touch Lions games because my heart can't take it. But uh, this one, even, even if I could touch Lions games, I wouldn't touch this one because I have no idea what you're getting out of either one of these teams week to week. So.
1: Yeah, the the week to week things, um, something. But look, uh, Stafford's hand is a really really big issue for me. And like I said, I just think that the defensive line can hone in on Swift a little bit, and then also you'd be pressuring Stafford, who even if he comes out without a glove, uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna be under pressure, and that hand's still gonna be hurting. And then uh, it, you know, you talked about if. Carolina has a lead and Detroit's trying to score well if Carolina has a lead they can also hold on to the ball because of how efficient Bridgewater is so that's kind of why I rolled that way yeah. I to, to be honest I thought one and a half was way too generous and so I was like yeah I'm gonna jump on this yeah
0: you know the one the one thing that does concern me if you are back in the Panthers this week is that uh Stafford rumor has it Stafford injured that thumb in the first quarter and uh end of the day had the best passer rating In the National Football League for week week ten, so uh, obviously this guy can play through it. But you know, injuries injuries get worse next day, day after next week. So uh, we'll see we'll see what we get out of number nine. But as we know, I know you're not a Stafford backer, but as we know, when he's tough as nails, (laughs) and when nine's not playing, this team sucks. (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. So my second pick, uh, we'll speed this up a bit. I know, I know you gotta yep. rush a little bit, but uh I this this one's tough after checking injury reports, but I'm gonna stick with it. Um I'm going with the Rams on Monday Night Football plus four at Tampa Bay. Look, I know Tampa Bay's good. I know their defense is good. I know Brady's playing out of his mind. And there's an injury in this game that's concerning. Obviously, losing Andrew Whitworth in week ten is big. The left tackle who's kept Jared Goff clean. Um they lost him in week 10. He's out this game. Uh, that's a big loss for a team as good as Tampa at Tampa. But the, the loss that scares me is Taylor Rapp. People don't know who Taylor Rapp is. Uh, look him up. You're not going to be able to look him up much more this year because last week they lost him to a knee injury. That is probably going to keep him out for the season. I think it's an ACL. Uh, this kid, it might be the best safety in football, and nobody knows who he is. He can He's like Jamal Adams, except uh, when he's on the field, his team gets better. And Taylor and Jamal Adams, when he's on the field, the Seahawks are even worse than their historically bad defense without him. So, um, but Aaron Donald, this this Buccaneers offensive line's been really good this year, but they have given up pressure up the middle, and uh, that's that's not good if you follow football against this team. Um, Aaron Donald, you can you can put your entire interior line on him. And he can get pressure, but even even if you successfully block him, uh, Leonard Floyd has seven sacks coming from the other side. Uh, Jalen Ramsey has been an absolute shutdown corner. Mike Evans has never been good against Jalen Ramsey. Chris Godwin has not been good uh, against number one corners when he has to be the number one. Uh, so whichever one Ramsey's matched up on, it's not going to be a good day for them. Um, Fournette's and- healthy. Ronald Jones is healthy. Gronk's healthy. The Bucks have weapons, but this Jared Goff. Everybody said, you know, Jared Goff can't play in a dirty pocket. Uh, he's been really good, clean or dirty this year. People, people kind of sleeping on Jared Goff, and uh, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup's having a great year. They, they this Rams team, we could see this matchup again in the playoffs. This, I know that the Seahawks and Cardinals are playing tonight. Everyone's saying NFC West. This is for the NFC West. The Rams are as good as both of these teams. So I'm getting yeah, the Rams absolutely. plus four.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, This game I wasn't going to touch just because the Bucks have so many weapons. But, yeah, I mean, look, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And I don't have a problem with it. You know, if I had to expand it past three games, uh, you know, I'd look at Miami 1. I would look at this game number 2. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Uh, my third four, pick.
0: Four is a great number, too.
1: Yeah, and my uh, my lock. Uh, This week, anyways, I'm taking Tennessee plus six and a half against Baltimore. Um, Ultimately, the reason I'm doing this, Tennessee is still a decent football team. Uh, They've had a a couple issues as of late. Um, You know, I don't expect Derrick Henry to really get going, but this is a situation where, look, they've played better defenses like Pittsburgh. -hmm. And Pittsburgh has a much better offense, and Tennessee was still able to get by and get that win or get close enough to where they were in a winning position, rather, is what I mean. And, uh, look, Baltimore, I just don't think has that offense. You factor in the addition of, uh, Desmond King, who housed a 65 yard fumble return, I believe, his first game in Tennessee. Yes, he did. Um, that's a situation that I feel like really short up, uh, their one weakness, which, or one of their biggest weaknesses, I'd like to see a more complete defense out of them. Um, but it short that spot up and it, uh, look, Baltimore has a hard enough time throwing the ball as it is. And I don't think that they're going to be able to throw the ball if they do get behind. And so I really like, uh, so, I really like Tennessee with that point differential because neither team can really put a point. Tennessee has the ability to I don't think Baltimore does at all anyways, so
0: yeah, and neither neither one of these teams is is built to play from behind as they're both very run heavy, so uh, six points is big in a team in two games two teams that um, if they do get a lead are going to try and control the clock. I do think that uh, the Ravens are catching a bit of a bad rap. Uh, Lamar Jackson last year, everyone keeps saying, you know, Kyler Murray's on pace to beat Lamar Jackson, this and that. Uh, Lamar Jackson went absolutely nuts in the second half last year, much like Derrick Henry does. Um, I think uh, Yannick Ngakwe is getting going. The Desmond King pickup for Tennessee. The
1: Jacksonville Jaguars pro bowler.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The Desmond King, uh, what that did for Tennessee is – is more important than people realize. Not only does it – he's not the greatest shutdown guy there is, but he's also an outstanding return man, and yep. they are terrible at that. So uh, that was a great pickup. Rabel's trying to shake things up on that defense. Both these teams have a bit of a hangover from uh, their success last year, it seems. But the the difference here I, – I, I, I agree with you. I think Tennessee's, Tennessee's the side here because that's a I, – I don't understand that number. Um, I do think Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson's going to get going. Not sure if it's going to be this week, but um, Mark Andrews is the guy to watch in this game because I've noticed Tennessee's been talking about how their defense is lacking and something's missing, something's missing. I know what's missing. You don't have a linebacker that can cover anybody. And the uh, Mark Andrews could have a huge game and might be the difference in this one, but yeah, that's, that's a big number. And I don't, I don't understand it. That's a number I would, I would see if, uh, Tennessee was without AJ Brown or Derrick Henry or somebody, but um, I, do, I don't love the Ngakwe No Taylor Lewan matchup. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, my my last one quick. My lock this week. Uh, going back to the well, the, the greatest team against the spread in the history of spreads or football or coaches. Um, this is just a, this is just an obvious obvious glaring mismatch in a schematic form, the New England Patriots minus two at Houston. I know everybody's enamored with Deshaun Watson, and he's outstanding. He has zero weapons. He has zero offensive line. And the Houston Texans are no doubt the worst team in the league. We, we follow the Detroit Lions. They're awful against the run. The, te- the Texans are worse. And they're really bad against quarterbacks that can pick up short yardage, running games that can pick up short yardage, quarterbacks that can run. Well, guess what? The only thing the Patriots have been able to do this year is run, run. and run short yardage <laughs> with their quarterback. Cam Newton is going to absolutely kill Houston. And uh, this one this one seems too easy. I'm locking up the Patriots because Bill Belichick's a monster against the spread. And uh, I think the Patriots are going to kick it into gear and make a push here towards the end. So I'm taking the
1: Patriots. Yeah, and, and um, I mean, look, the defense is still legitimate. They still have the weapons there um, defensively to – hold a team like Houston down where I mean despite all the opt-outs especially um, uh, they still have the ability to hold a team like Houston down who only has one weapon Um, David Johnson is out for three weeks on the injured reserve and you know that's just one less weapon that's like taking a toy away from a -a make-a-wish kid it's (laughs) you, you don't have many options available as it is and that's the one option you have and he's gone for three weeks and so it's really unfortunate I think that they're they're quality receivers there but look Will Fuller's a two at best and you got him playing up a spot and you have these guys playing up a spot and it's just not a good matchup against uh, against a New England team that I mean you've said why I would roll with them already so there's no point in reiterating it they run the ball. Houston sucks against the run. Yeah,
0: and the, the you know the, everybody gave
1: a lot of a lot of hype to Stefan
0: Gilmore. He's defensive player of the year, and I I pounded the table at the beginning of the year that J.C. Jackson, the kid on the other side, is just as good as Stefan Gilmore. And now you're hearing J.C. Jackson. I mean, people went into an outrage that he wasn't on the Pro Bowl ballot. Uh, now he is, like a like a petition because <clears throat> last year his the quarterback rating when he's thrown at was like 34 and this year he's doing it again and people know who he is and he's still doing it again. So, um, yeah, I think, I think uh, Cam's, Cam's going to figure the system out. Um, he hasn't had great passing numbers, but he's been really effective on the ground, really effective in short yardage. Um, I'm taking this, after a bad week. Uh, it seems that we're both taking, uh, taking games we feel safe with. I'm taking teams that have been successful for me this year. So, um, yeah, I feel good about this week. Now we didn't. Yep, really I'm did. rolling
1: with my boy Tannehill. I'm picking against Detroit. Every, everything seems back to normal this week. Yep, yep,
0: it feels good. Uh, you're you're rolling without McCaffrey, but still, um, uh,
1: it's still against Detroit.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think that's going to be a high scoring game. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's going to do it for us. I appreciate the listens. I appreciate the follows, subscribes. Make sure you tune into the Trouble with the Snap podcast for all your breaking news on Michigan, Michigan State, and the Big Ten. That looks to be a Justin Fields in somehow Indiana race. Um, But, yeah, tune in Trouble with the Snap. Keep listening to Cover 3. Keep listening to Flipside. And uh, we will see you very soon.